Good morning. I am the host of the manual. This is Cleve. As many of you know, this show has been um, going on now for relatively nine, ten, let's call it 11 months. Uh, coming up on a year in March. Um, and I've recorded over 73 episodes. And none of those episodes, for those that know me, they 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 don't have notes. That they don't have a a script or a guide of how I'm kind of talking to you. I'm just talking to you off the the cuff, for the most part. I don't have notes. I don't have things that I rely on to give my message or to make my point. Most of the material that I get is from happening in real time. It's from conversations that I've had over the past week, day, month. Uh, things that I come into contact with and my feelings on, you know, the news that I digest. You know, I do know that um, to talk about fake news, air quotes, uh, there's a lot of fake news out there from both sides of the coin. But when you see things in real time with your own eyes and you hear things with your own ears, it's different. And we live in two Americas. We live in two Americas. And the reason I say that, and I've always said that, is that because when you have the right to assemble and protest, the way that society, law enforcement, the government deals with you is very different. Whether you're, you know, you're occupying a city or you're just down in D.C. for a day or two to kind of march on Washington, so to speak, air quotes. But again, the way that you are received and your message is received is different. We've saw, all of us have saw over the summer in the, the slew of protests that we've had that the opposition to said protests is different. Is different. I can't believe that there's a set of people out here who believe that an election that was ran in a democratic process, in a democratic country, um, was perfect. It's It wasn't perfect, but it was, the outcome was what it was because people can't accept the fact that there's a winner and a loser in a contest. It's a winner and a loser. I know a lot is at stake because power is something to behold. But to do what you did yesterday or what we saw yesterday because an election was seemingly stolen from someone it's kind of ridiculous and it's it, it you know it's downright treason it's downright treason it, it's we've never seen this happen i think i saw something on i was reading something online from a credible source actually a historical source that the last time our uh, the u.s capital which were which those steps were built by slaves uh was breached was in 1814 in response to what was happening in 1812, the War of 1812, where the British finally got on U.S. soil and they stormed the Capitol. That was the last time that we've seen something like that. And no one today is alive, uh, is alive to have witnessed that. This is a historical record of it. So I look at things like, you know, these images, nothing, there was no response. There was no, 
you know, with the amount of security that we have in D.C., when I say security, I'm talking secret service. I'm talking Capitol Police at that building. You know, there's over 2,000 police officers. And the reason I know that is because I was recruited to be a Capitol Police officer at one point, but I was over the age when they found out how old I was. I was over the age to, you know, apply, and then I was told to apply for uh, another kind of position that they had there. But again, I, you know, didn't think about it to that extent. But there's two, over 2,000 police officers on that campus. And they have the ability to pull in uh, resources um, that are nearby and resources that are nearby in, in neighboring states such as Maryland and Virginia. So I, I'm just kind of perplexed that the response wasn't the response that we were thinking about. Now, four people lost their lives, which is pretty sad that you woke up yesterday or day before yesterday, planned a trip to D.C. If you're not from this region, you planned a trip to D.C. and you're not going home today. You're going home in a body bag. You're going home to there's someone's going to have a funeral for you because you felt that this person lost an election and it wasn't fair. That's crazy that you're you just lost your life over this. Four people died yesterday. And the images were kind of horrific because, you know, people are talking about, oh, the, you know, the people were hunkered down. They were going to be, you know, their lives were in danger or whatever. Okay, I get that. But when you have an angry mob storming a building, especially at that magnitude where you have all of these representatives of states, if could you imagine if someone went in there with a automatic weapon and took down the majority of this country's um, representation. You know how many special runoffs we will be having in the next few weeks, months? It's crazy. It's crazy. And the double standard is so disgusting that it's hard to even put into words how someone not of the majority feels about this. When we see people at a traffic stop murdered, when people are murdered in their own home because a no-knock warrant wasn't verified to the right address, excuse me, when people are in handcuffs and are being held down and being told stop resisting, but yet you can storm a government building the government building in in that regard without serious incident. I think the excuse was, you know what, we had to protect the people inside, so we just, you know, let the building be breached. Okay, well, I don't know what kind of risk assessment you guys have, but I know a lot of people are going to be removed from their jobs for that. And it's not my place to say rightfully so or not. It's just that, you know, the breakdown is eminent. And it's scary that this could happen. That was like a home invasion yesterday. That was a home invasion. That was a, 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 a place where they were actually working yesterday and this happened. But for what? It didn't stop anything. Biden's still going to be the next president. Your guy's still lost. It's just very hard. It's just very hard as, to, you know, to see kind of like the, the, the double class 
situation here. And it's been happening over and over and over and over again in our history. You know, from World War II where returning soldiers of color had to still be in the back of the trains where even prisoners of war were in dining cars and at the front of the, you know, front of the line. You know, I, I look at I look at these images, I look at uh, the interviews of people saying how they were being treated. The people that have a legitimate beef in this country are those that have been maliciously wronged. Those people have a legitimate beef. And we've, and we've never seen anyone do that. And anyone to say, well, I have such a, such a grievance that I'm going to storm the U.S. Capitol. That has never happened. And people, I'm, I'm talking Native Americans, African Americans, other, other groups that have been um, marginalized. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it, it is something to be said about, about, okay, someone was bold enough or embracing enough to do this, but then it's also the, the, the levels of stupidity that you are on national TV in a building that probably has a thousand pieces of surveillance. You're sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk with your feet up, chilling. They have emails and stuff open. Sensitive probably material. Who knows? I mean, this is the government that we're talking about. They had, they had to leave so fast that they left things open. That's how crazy this was. But we'll see. We'll see what the penalties are for doing something like this. And they're talking about, oh, you know what? We should invoke the 25th Amendment and remove the press. He has two weeks. He has 13 days. Who cares at this point? Just go already. And the amount of time that you're going to waste to try to impeach him again and, and remove him again. It's like it's just like, yo, you got 13 days. Let's just, let's just find another way to censure him or do whatever we need to do. But don't waste more of our time. Don't don't give us this. I love my words and our pomp and circumstance. Don't don't give us the, the horse and pony show. Like, don't give us that. You know, Twitter, Twitter took a move yesterday to 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 ban his account or block his account for 12 days. I'm mean, sorry, for 12 hours. What is, what is that going to do? Should have been removed his account, period. When you become a private citizen, you get your account back. 13 days is when you get your account back. And of course, he, you know, he found a way to put a message out on, uh, I think his chief of staff's Twitter account or whatever it was, which, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, you don't really get to reach your 80-something, 80 85 million followers. Who cares, Twitter, that they... The 12, after everything that has been done, it finally took you guys now to say, well, we got to do something about that. That's crazy. Who cares? Four people died yesterday for something stupid. But power is a magnificent and a hell of a thing. People kill and die for it. People betray each other for it. It's hard to imagine, you know, being in a situation where you are pressured to do something that you really can't do. The vice president has no authority to change an election. 
And I keep telling people, you know, I always tell this to my mom because my mom, you know, we're not from here. Um, I got naturalized when I was was 18. My mom, you know, and dad were also naturalized. And my, my brother, his his was done under them because he was 16 at the time. So he didn't have to take, you know, a civics lesson. But we're getting a civics lesson now in how this country works. If someone never knew how this country works, you're getting a civics lesson now. <coughs> Excuse me. You are getting a up close and personal what third and fourth graders learn, what high schoolers learn, how this country works. It is amazing to me the level of ignorance that we have. <coughs> Excuse me. I am feeling a little kind of weird because a lot of people are finding out things that they should have known about the country that you live in, that you're born in. You have no clue. I had a thousand things on my mind yesterday as I'm watching all of this unfold, that how, what I was going to say today and how I was going to approach it. Should I record it last night? Should I record in the morning? Should I digest some more, some more stuff before I, you know, open my platform and say something? And again, this is my platform. It's, it's just my, it's just my little perspective on what I see and what I hear and what I feel. You know, it is taken with a grain of salt. It is not something that is meant to influence, but it's to inform from my little corner. To inform from my little corner. And I guess today in the aftermath, it's like business as usual when it when it goes back to it. Had this been a Black Lives Matter situation, this would be big news today. Really bigger than what it is. Really bigger than what it is. But yes, we live in two Americas. We live in a place where you can't do certain things. Or if you do it, it's at your own peril. It's at your own jeopardy. It's what it is. And we have to understand that. We have to know that. I had someone tell me this was not Trump supporters. This was Antifa. I don't give a fuck who it was. Whether, whether you love this country or not, whether you are... You know, victims in this place or whatever. It is where you live. It is it is your house. It is your home. It's not perfect. But to say that this 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 wasn't this and this wasn't that, it's kind of ludicrous and ridiculous because again, at the end of the day, you know, American citizens were out there yesterday. And we know in every election cycle, not everyone's for the coming who's coming into office. Not everyone's for that. And that's okay, but it's, you're still part of this like fabric. <laughs> you're still part of this society. You're still part of who we are. And that's, what's, that, that's what makes us who we are is because everyone has differences. And we can agree to disagree a lot, but not to the level of doing that. And again, when you don't have a legitimate beef, because you lost an election, because you're told to wear a mask, because you're told, <laughs> you're told to, you know, have a little bit more control with your gun. That's something to say, oh, they're taking away my, my rights. They're taking away my country. 
You don't have a legitimate beef. Other people in this country do. And have never taken to that, to that extreme to have their grievances heard. And maybe we're the stupid ones. Maybe we're the, you know, the ones that, you know what, that, that's the way to do it. And we're not, the, we're not brave enough to do it. We're not you know, strong enough to do it. Who knows? I don't even know how that's supposed to translate. Like, we're not supposed to do that. But others can. Maybe I've missed the memo on that. Maybe I've missed what, <laughs> what's, what's supposed to happen when you don't feel like you're being heard. And again, all you that went out there yesterday to do that, with your faces splashed all over everywhere, you know, you're going to be found out by your neighbors, by your job. You know, imagine the guy that called off work yesterday to do that bullshit. You called out. You weren't on your Zoom meeting. <laughs> you weren't in the factory if you're some kind of frontline worker. Imagine that. Imagine that. What you're supposed to be doing. And you're out there doing this. And I was surprised to see a few people of color. And when I say surprise, I'm not like, oh, shame on you. Look at you. What are you doing? I'm like, do you even know what some of this stuff is about? Do you even know that? And then I'm very interested to to hear someone's perspective. I have a couple of people in my in my circle um, that are I won't even give them the label or moniker of Trump supporter, but they they kind of see they kind of side with Trump a little bit. And I'm, I, I just fail to see the fascination or the romance with that. I, I, I just have a disconnect in, in this. And again, you know, people are, people are different. People are you know, entitled to how, you know, what they want to think and, and, you know, what they believe. That's it's human nature. But I just don't see the fascination. I don't see, you know what, I, I, uh, I had a friend weeks ago, we were talking about something with the election, um, and we kind of had it on a sports level where we're like, have you ever worked for, have, sorry, have you ever played for a coach that the motivation speech was so grandiose that you could run through a fucking wall for them? Yes, I've, I've played sports for coaches that are, <clears throat> that were inspiring, that were uplifting, that were kind of maniacs in their own right. But then there's a level to it. There's a level that says, okay, I want you to give me your all, but I do not want you to go out there and paralyze someone. I don't want you to go and kill someone. I don't want you to go and willfully hurt someone. In the spirit of competition, you know, the temperature is high, blood boils. But at the end of the day, it's the spirit of competition. Now, this is not competition. This is this is for the power grab. And this is for someone that has not even done the work of the people and the presidency for quite some time to actually be doing presidential work, whatever that entails. Because I would love to see, you know how when you get a job, you get your, your, uh, your procedures, your manual, and you know what your job description is. Does he even know what his job description is? <clears throat> Excuse me. Does he even know what he's supposed to be doing in the last 
few uh, weeks of his presidency? Does he understand how the transition works? You know, imagine coming into a new position where you're the out, the old guard going out. And we've all done this. If you were an executive, you kind of set your staff up, you set up the new staff coming in and your new person, and it, it makes things kind of transition. And you're not obligated to do anything, but it's the right thing to do. It's like the two weeks notice at a job. You know what? I don't have to give you two weeks because a job doesn't have to keep you on for two weeks. They could tell you, you know what, Jim, thanks for the two weeks notice, but you can actually leave tomorrow. We'll pay you out for the next two weeks. You don't have to be here. You're fighting for a job that you're not even doing. So I'm like, I'm woefully like, I'm just confused. I'm just confused. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm beyond like bashing this guy. I'm, I'm beyond, you know, trying to defend, um, you know, against, against things that he's doing or has done. I just, I'm just over it. I'm ready to turn the page already. I'm just done, done. I'm just done with it. Just done with it. You know, he once, he once said, if you're at a rally, if you're arrested for something that you've done, uh, just contact the, <laughs> contact us and we'll get you out. Really? Has anyone gotten out? <laughs> Has anyone got, this is, th- these people left supporters of their rallies at a remote site where they had to walk miles to get back to their cars. Some of in the freezing cold, some of them caught hypothermia doing this. You are doing this for someone who does not care about you. Does not care about you. And I don't even know what, it's, what it takes to convince you. It's like you're being in, a, in an abusive relationship. And when I speak of an abusive, I'm not going to disparage that by saying, you know, this is that. But, you know, abuse is on different levels. Abuse can be physical. It could be emotional, you know. And you're in a you're in an abusive emotional relationship with someone who doesn't care about you, who doesn't who doesn't think that, you know, that you are worth. You're a vote. You're simply a vote to keep someone in power. And that's on both sides. That's not just only on Trump supporters. That's on everybody. You're just a fucking vote. Now, whether you get what you, what your vote uh, values or stands for, that's another story. That's another conversation. But you're just a vote, and it's evident and is and it's apparent when we see these legislatives meet. The fact that the entire last two weeks has been about Georgia and the right to vote and not suppress the vote tells you everything that I'm saying to you. They were talking about these people's ideals and all of that. They're talking about a power, a power structure, how the power is distributed, how, you know, if we take over this part of the, the government, how this is supposed to work. That's, it's a power grab. You're a vote. It's all you are is a vote. You're a citizen of this, um, of this, of this country, but you're a vote, <clears throat> vote at the end of the day. You're a vote. The sum total of who you are what you're made up of, your socioeconomic status, it's a vote. 
And again, we need to understand if that vote is worth that. Is is your vote vote worth you losing your life yesterday? Is your vote that you're going to be in federal prison for probably a long time for what you did yesterday? Something to be seen, you know. But again, we saw something that we've never seen before by a group of people who felt that they were wronged and who felt that they had to be heard. They had to they had to express they had to be. You know, so emboldened to rush the U.S. Capitol. For what? (laughs) They went right back to work a few hours later, certified their vote, and told you to fuck off. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Today's show wasn't about for me to kind of, you know, give a salacious diatribe about anything. It was for me to kind of vent a little bit because uh, I just kind of was on social media yesterday. I'm only on Instagram. I'm not, and of course LinkedIn, but I'm not on, uh, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on, you know, a lot of the other things that that are out there. And the thing that, that I was seeing was a lot of uh, people in the minority um, was just expressing what I expressed about the double standard. There wasn't about more <clears throat> patriotism as, oh my God, they're attacking the U.S. Capitol. It's a building. It's just the symbol, you know. It is the symbol. It is the building. And other than the White House and the Washington Monument probably, the, the U.S. Capitol is probably one of the most the most other visited place. Um, if you can actually get in on some days, uh, it's a visited place. But again, you know, it, it is something that a recognizable building that we all seen in movies and you know if you're if you come to DC you you see it it's part of the the landscape here but it wasn't that that we were when I say we I'm talking about the minority that we were focused on we were focused on how is this happening without a, a barrage of bullets a hail of gunfire people being dragged into into um paddy wagons can't believe I said paddy wagons, but people being dragged into into that, you know, people being, you know, mass arrested that they were that they weren't telling us this morning. There were 400 arrests. There were like 13 arrests, 13 kidding me. 13 fucking people got arrested for storming a U.S. building, the U.S. building with at the time with, I guess, 90 percent of the of the uh, represent, <coughs> representatives of the state. Of the states. Sorry, I can't speak today. My throat has a tickle. And that was it. It was something that we watched go down and, you know, was condemned and all this other stuff. And then the end of the day, here we are the next day. And people went back and had their chicken fingers and some beer. You know, not probably social distancing, sitting in a a bar somewhere that needs the money badly so they don't give a shit that they'll let you in, you know? You went back to your hotel room that when that hotel, um, I was uh, informed informed by a friend that a hotel near me, I don't want to put their name out there, the hotel or the friend, that they they saw at least 100 Proud Boys uh, filing into the area. You think those hotels gave a shit? 
that what you were here to do, they, they were here to get some income because they've been suffering through a pandemic. They're trying to recover some losses. They're, they're, they're trying to get into the black. No pun intended. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you know, this was announced for weeks. This was announced since the election was lost or stolen or whatever he wants to call it. He's been rallying this for the longest, you know. So for this to happen is not like, oh, my God, look, no. We kind of expected something, not to this level, I don't think, but we expected something. And, you know, he's showing you that he has he has that kind of power. Long time ago, Twitter, you should have shut him off. President or no president, shut him off. Makes no sense. But thank you for choosing Emmanuel. If you want to connect, you know how to get at me. I hope you guys have a great day and be safe. Uh, I'm looking forward to celebrating my birthday tomorrow, 47th. So, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's try to take care of each other. Take it easy.